Ayo. Alright. I hope we're live. If we are live, thank you guys for tuning in. This is episode 9 of the HNS podcast, and we're kicking it off still listening to Saba's new album, Few Good Things. The song Soldier has been on repeat for probably about a week now. Today's a very special episode. We got a, a good a good host here today, a friend of the pod. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody. What's going on, everybody? My name is Mickey. Hey, yo. That's all there is to it. This is all there is to it. Mickey, there is no hashtag. There's no nothing. <laughs> Don't try to follow him. Just listen. Just listen today, guys. So this episode's, a, this episode's the first time we have a guest that isn't already like somebody who's trying to be on the podcast, like a co-host. So this is pretty important. This is pretty cool. Um, the reason I wanted to bring you on there is because I, I see you as one of the most interesting people in my <laughs> life, my social circle so far. You've been doing a lot of crazy stuff with like 3D printing. I know you do a lot of architecture stuff. You've had hobbies where you make lightsabers. And yeah. you, just, you just have a lot of interests that I see myself wanting to get more involved in. So, I mean, go ahead and tell the people a little bit about what you do, uh, where you work at right now, and kind of how you got started into your hobbies and your uh, career. For sure. Um, so, I'm an architect. I've been working for, I think, going on four years now. Uh, oh, damn. Other than that, on the side, I just like to create. I just like, mm. like right now, I've been trying to get in like movie mm. visual effects. That's oh, been that's, my, like, that's cool. For the last <laughs> month. But Hell yeah. Before that, yeah, I was like making replica lightsabers for people. Uh, I don't know, I used to do, like, pottery mm. and shit, and then 3D printing has been a thing. I used to be into, like, virtual reality stuff. I'm helping some guy make an NFT right now. Uh -huh. and like, yeah, I, I remember you showed me a little preview. That shit was yeah. intense. That's tight. Yeah, it's rendering right now uh -huh. at home, so, like... How, how long does that stuff usually take? Uh, Dude, like, holy shit. So, the whole video is only a minute long. Uh -huh. Uh, It took... Damn near 24 hours to render. Damn! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's that high graphics, though. You know, you're dealing yeah. with a lot of data there, a lot of, uh... Damn, that's, that's nuts, man. Yeah. I mean, I suck at it. Like, I'm not good by any means. Well, but... that preview that you sent me, it's yeah. really interesting. Like, the, your little caption, you said, uh... What was it? Jarvis played Despacito? That's perfect, yeah. bro, because, like, when, it, when the little thing pops up... Like, for everybody who's just listening, you guys are gonna have to watch this once it's out. He'll hopefully eventually give you guys uh, an Instagram tag or something to follow him at. But yeah, he's he's working on a lot of cool stuff. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, I believe his name is Idris. He's he is like the founder of a company called LNQ Link, mm -hmm. and they're currently working on some kind of um, AR artificial reality projector type deal. I believe it's a like a three like a like a projected keyboard type deal. But I remember just seeing things, you know, that they were teasing this way back in the day with like templates of the future phones. And it was yeah. like, you'd be able to project it onto the table and, you know, manipulate it in real time. Well, apparently now we're getting closer and closer to having that be a reality. And that's... I remember that, dude. I remember back when, I think it was like the iPhone 5 or 6 or some shit. And like these concept renders were coming out. Dude. And people were like, dude, we're going to have like holographic keyboards. Well, it's finally here, apparently. <laughs> you know, we're getting there. I was like, okay, Steve Jobs. Man. If, Tim Cook. if we can create some kind of like a projected holographic watch. I think that's the next wave or yeah, like, exactly. um, like Google glasses. Like if they come back, but somehow introduce more like the AR into it, you know, I think well, Apple's be... doing, uh, their version of the Google glasses like, it, right now. Uh -huh. Is it, is it so, popping off? Yeah. Uh, they haven't released it, but it's supposed to be coming out. I think within the next like year or two. Oh shit. But it's like well, everything. Well, what all do you know about the, the Neuralink that uh, Tesla's working on? <laughs> it's funny. Cause I just saw a tweet uh -huh. I think, this morning that, um, so they've been testing on monkeys, uh -huh. um, and uh, the stat was like 15 out of 23 monkeys have died so far. No way. Oh, shit. 
That was like over 50%. Okay, that's yeah, not good. <laughs> Tesla, keep, or Elon, keep working on that one, bud. Tesla tests on monkeys? No, yeah. it's like, um, it's like a, a company that... You said no, he said yeah. Well, it's, it's Neuralink, so it's not technically Tesla's thing, but it must, you know, so I guess the same type of like scientist or whatever. He's trying to turn us into super robot humans. Mm. And I guess he's trying to make super robot monkeys first. Lordy, lordy. <laughs> Yo, whenever you see like the Boston Dynamics robots and how crazy they've gotten over the years, you know, we're going to get crazy. to the point where we're going to have some super fucking, super uh, mutant Martian robotic, you know, monkeys and shit. And we're going to send them out to war and stuff. But... We're going to send them to Mars to colonize <laughs> before we get For real. There, dude. For real. <laughs> well, I didn't mean to, uh, I didn't mean to take you off too 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 far off the no, topic but weird. um that's as far weird. as like the architecture so you said you've been doing that for four years yeah. what, what would you say do you do more so exterior architecture sports complex architecture interior architecture what's like your main pocket right now so my main gig is sports architecture we do um like minor league baseball stadiums right and stuff that's not really like my thing it's not really what i what, what would you say you're doing? wanting to get into um if i say an architecture it would probably be uh, I really like like retail design, mm. like stores mm. and things like that. Um, okay. Like restaurant design has always been pretty interesting. There's yep. stuff that takes a little more like, yep. like interior interior stuff, like you know. Uh-huh. Like uh, There's something that's yeah, more like aesthetically like, pleasing than just like building the structure. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And there is a lot of uh, there's a lot of benefits in knowing how to build a building uh-huh. just from the exterior. Uh-huh. But I think you like the more you know, design. You're, in, you're inside the building most right. of the time. You want the interior to look cool and absolutely to be comfy in some place you want to exist. Well, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, talking about the interior design stuff, you had a you had a hand in uh, working with Wyco Vintage, right? Uh, right? One of the hype B shoe stores here in Kansas City, off of uh, Midtown. Yeah, yeah. So in Midtown on Thirty uh, Sixth and Broadway, there's a little little streetwear mm-hmm. shop called Wyco Vintage. Mm-hmm. I helped design that. Helped to run the project. Uh, me with the firm Pendulum. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, dude, it was a lot of fun. Right the owner and everyone there is really cool. And they really know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, a little overpriced on the shoes. But that's what they're doing. You know, I've actually <laughs> copped some. If you got, if we had a shoe cam, we would totally zoom down and show you guys what we're rocking. We're both obviously rocking some Yeezys. But uh, yeah, I copped them from there. And uh, I thought, oof, this is a little bit over. You know, I would probably get on StockX. Yeah. But I wanted to support them. You definitely had a hand with helping them out, so I figured at least one purchase is not going to kill them. You know? It's not going to kill me, you know. But well, yeah, the main I, stick is like vintage t-shirts, which I mean, they have some stuff oh, they got that you huge could like aisles. never find anywhere. Dude, like, they got a, like a lot of like badass band tees, even WWE shirts and stuff like that. I'm like, damn, these guys are holding down on the WWF merch. That's tight. And it's like, yeah, you can find probably find some of the shoes on StockX and shit. Sure, yeah. but, like, but the shirts, find those shirts, right? Man, like, yeah, that's clothing. that's definitely what they're. Uh, what they're what's called curating the best those yeah. you know vintage shirts all those badass designs a lot of popping colors that even you know 30 40 years later they're still holding down yeah it makes for a nice unique fit <laughs> hell yeah man well speaking about um you know the the clothes and the streetwear and stuff like that i wanted to talk about uh kanye so both you and i we were uh, we want to go check out the first installment of a three-piece trilogy that he's releasing for netflix for those of you guys who haven't heard anything about it uh you might be you might be listening to this pod before if you're a fan right now if you guys listen to afterwards i believe it's going to be coming out by the end of this month all of it should be on netflix correct i think so so i think the first one's coming out this next week and then the second one the week after that and then it's on so i'm, I'm gonna keep showing up to the movie theater to see them early so we both we both showed up i believe it was what friday yeah. thursday i think it was like thursday. Yeah, thursday night we showed up and we saw the first installment of it what were your thoughts man it was like a good hour and a half long right so it's pretty much like a a feature film 
And it just, it took them, it took us from when it started to... 2002. 2002 is where it ended? Right before his car yeah. accident. Oh, that's right. That's right. It ended right at the car accident. What'd you think? Dude, I loved it. Dude, this is, I thought it was really good. Hey, I didn't know who the hell Cootie was. And yeah. now now I have a love for Cootie. Hey, mad love and respect for Cootie. I've never, never once heard that name before in my life. But now, hey, Cootie's an OG. If for, if for some reason you guys ever listen to this, Cootie, mad respect. You knew, man. You knew. And, Dude, it um, was like... That side of Kanye, I feel like so few people see anymore. Like maybe back if you know if I remembered shit from two thousand two, mm. it might have been on like news or the TV or whatever. But like, I definitely didn't know anything now. Oh yeah, it's just like wow. It makes guy, sense. Like it's like holy shit. Now yeah. you see why he's so damn confident. You know? Yeah. Why and also he... crazy. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> like, you know, he's always been crazy, dude. From the jump. <laughs> yeah, man. No, it it was ins- it was insane. Because I feel like people. You know, even myself included, up until these last couple of years when I really started diving into the discography, I really only knew from, like, the Taylor Swift incident on. Yeah. So, this shed a light on just, like, how much he was hustling, how much he put in that work from the jump, you know. He did. It's and, about like, those 3,000 hours. Rockefeller didn't believe in him. Man. And, like, nobody believed in him. <laughs> the, the whole fucking... Wa- the whole the fucking uh, into the recording studio... Yeah, or, and not the recording studio, the labels. Yeah. yeah, dude, that was nuts. That's... They just shout like, "Yo, check out this mix." <laughs> pulling <laughs> up to every single, you, pulling up to every A and R, every single person. <laughs> yeah. Like, let me blast this and rap it for you in real time. That shit was. Nuts. It's, it was like um, I compared it to The Office. Uh-huh. It's like watching The Office, but like Kanye is the main character. He is Michael Scott, and it's just fucking nuts because since way back, so that means the the footage that they have. It's yeah. going to be nuts. It's yeah. like, set, oh, I'm so excited, dude. I'm I'm excited. For everybody listening, you guys should definitely check it out. Like I said, it should be on Netflix hopefully by, you know, March 2022. But uh, worthwhile. It's called Genius, and it was directed and written, I believe, by Cootie. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there was a last name on her, but shout-outs, man. Shout-outs. I am um, curious how they're going to um, do two more parts uh, and keep it at this pace. Because yeah. they, like, spent a whole hour and a half. Just, just what I told Ever, I yeah. said they did it like an hour a year, basically. Because uh-huh. it started in like, what, 99, and then they got to 2002. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's like, like an hour for each year. And they only have two more episodes exactly. left. So I'm like, how, what, there's like 20 more years exactly. to show. Oh, no, it's going gonna, it's gonna to escalate. It's, man. Yeah, like, I, I can't even begin to imagine. Because everything that he's done now, like, to say that... I remember I remember reading this article. I think it was an interview or something like that. But it was um, it was during the recording of one of the records. And he apparently he walked into the room. And everybody was just sitting around, you know, kicking back, smoking. They weren't really recording anything. They were just kind of lounging. And he just breaks into the recording studio. And he goes, I'm going to run for president. I'm going to be a fashion designer. And I'm going to marry Kim Kardashian. And this was way back. Really? And everybody was like... <laughs> Who is this what guy? is this guy on and look at him now yeah man like it's insane like i heard that he's got um well for one he 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 launched his own record label yeezy sound which uh i don't know if you've checked it out but he there was these two guys it was a guy and a lady mm-hmm. uh who used to rap way back in like maybe late 90s to early 2000s that he really uh he got inspiration from and he liked them so I, he re-released their project to kind of help put him on again on his yeah. imprint yeezy sound now and i think that came out last year so when did yeezy sound I believe last year. Uh, really? Either that or it was imprinted in 2019, 2020, around there. But, so um, why not just go through good music? Or is that like... Well, because good music is signed to... What was it? Uh, oh, Rockefeller? Oh, they're under Rock or Def Jam? Um, whichever whichever, whichever one they're Def under. Jam. Yeah, whichever one they're under. 
So, so I don't know how much you know about Donda Two coming out, right? But apparently, everybody's saying that this is legit. You know how Kanye's always been fucking the. Uh, he teases the shit out of his fans because he, he gives you a date it. and he never drops it, yeah. you know. Then it just There's becomes like an unreleased playlist on YouTube. Yeah. It's like, damn, dude, only the unreleased tracks. Well, apparently everybody's saying that Donda 2 is legit coming out. 2 2 2 2 2 2 2 2 And the reason is because Donda 1 mm-hmm. completed his uh, record contract and Donda 2 is going to be his independent release. Ocean. So then it's like, oh, well, now he has no reason not to drop it. So he pulled the Frank Ocean. Yeah, it was just a little bit elongated. Because yeah. apparently after Frank did it, there was some there was some kind of law signed and something like that into the contracts where you can't drop two consecutive albums. You yeah. have to wait a time period. So he did that. Uh-huh. And now he's dropping Donda 2. Piggybacking off of the title, Donda. Yeah. People are going to want to search Donda 2. And it's an independent release. Okay. And I got a feeling... That this is gonna mark the release of all the real good shit. Cause a lot of people say that the last couple releases that Kanye dropped have been minimalistic or not his best or blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe he knew that. Maybe he was holding out on the good shit for I, once he's independent. I don't know if I. I don't know you don't if think so? Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I I think everything he's dropped has pretty much been pretty dope. You know, and it's, yeah. every one of them has challenged and changed the genre in its own unique way. But I I do got a feeling that now is gonna be the release of like the really good stuff. I feel like he, he probably held out. Kind of like a Prince type move, you know, yeah. where Prince said, I'm going to release everything for the record label, but then I'm going to change my name, become a whole new artist, and then I'm going to drop the good stuff. Maybe. I, I mean, Dude, I if, know, if, if he knew if he knew he was going to be this big and started filming a documentary back in the yeah, early that's 2000s, Kanye, bro. Like he, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. he's got, he, you know he's a mastermind. He's got to be holding out. Maybe, here's what I was thinking. Hmm. And this is insane, right? Imagine this. Right now with the hype of NFTs, yeah. Yandi drops. Yeah. As an NFT, <laughs> and it's the spinning, the spinning little fucking uh, album cover that everybody loved back in the day. Yeah, can you imagine that shit? <laughs> the, the original and Clemens version drops. Everybody's been wanting that shit. Of course, everybody wanted the weekend. Yeah, you know, because that came out on Donda. But then the original version comes out on Yandi, and it's an NFT. I, mean, I would buy that shit. <laughs> I would buy that shit, man. But yes, dude. What's your favorite uh, Kanye album? Dude? <sighs> Fuck. I would probably have to say Yeezus. Really? Because it's the most challenging. Okay. But I feel like the most beautiful musical passages happen in that record. Really? Yeah, like uh, Hold My Liquor has like an amazing... The ending to that song is insane. Uh, Guilt Trip, the middle part to that song, (laughs) insane. Uh, I'm In It, I think is what it's called. Yeah. That is so like brash and and intense uh, and... When that uh, Jamaican dude jumps on. Dude. Oh, my God. That's what I'm saying. Off. Like, everything about that record is just so... Because I come from... Before I really, really got into into hip-hop music, I loved rock music. Yeah. And as the tail end of leaving rock music, getting into hip-hop, I really liked progressive rock. Yeah. So I liked how challenging that style of music was and how, um, in, how unique the musicians were. Mm-hmm. So that's what I like about Yeezus. Because I feel like Yeezus was his most progressive rap album, if you could call it that. Okay. So that's and then and then probably like my next one, the mo- my favorite, you know, easy listen. Probably yay. Really? Yeah. Probably yay. Yeah. Those are some hot takes. Those are hot those takes, are huh? Very hot. Takes. <laughs> what would you say yours are? Um, I do respect you for the uh, easy choice because that I love that album, uh-huh. but it's not a very like replayable album for me. Hmm. Like I love it. Don't get yeah. me wrong; it's one of his best, but. Like, I can only listen to it so much. It's a little too brash sometimes, yeah. you know what I mean? 
I mean, I know if you started from the jump, you're like, eh, yeah, skip this one. Because <laughs> that shit is just, it grinds. Outside. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah. it's nuts. But, dude, yeah. I... I love I have mad respect for Daft Punk. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I never know how to pronounce it. It's like Jeshafelstein. Oh, oh, yeah, Stein, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe. Uh, Gestefelstein or some yeah, stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah I know what you're talking about. I fucking about. love uh-huh. that guy. Dude. And you could definitely hear his sound uh-huh. and definitely Daft Punk's sound throughout that entire uh-huh. album. And I have mad respect for that. Mm. But I think my top favorite, probably, in terms of like overall just quality uh-huh. and craft, I think My Beautiful Darches. See, and, that, and that's a good one. That's a, that's a great record. But it's not my personal favorite. Uh-huh. I think that's like his best work. Uh-huh. But my personal favorite, honestly, for whatever reason, Life of Pablo. Interesting. Because I, I was about to say that Life of Pablo is potentially one of the ones I find the hardest to listen to. I know, and I yeah. know that most people uh-huh. feel that way. But I'm like, I don't know. Just something about uh-huh. it just clicked with me. And I like, out of all of his albums, uh-huh. other than like the first trilogy, uh-huh. so like uh, College Dropout, uh-huh. uh, Late Registration, Graduation, because I love those. Other than those three, I always find myself going back to TLOP. So then I gotta ask, what's your favorite, like, two songs on there? On TLOP? Mm-hmm. Uh, freaking Wolves, for sure. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, no That's More Parties is pretty good. Uh, St. Pablo. So. See, you named all the... See, it's a, it's a really love-hate thing with the, the Life of Pablo with me, man, because, like, all the songs you named are great. All the, There's great songs scattered throughout, but Even it's just so, beams with oh yeah but it's just like ass chance exactly. dude i love that song man uh what's it called father uh stretch your hands yes and part two dude i feel like the whole record is like good song tough to listen to good song tough to listen to good song tough to listen to good song it just goes back and forth back and forth but i love that record man it's it's just uh yeah i will say i think that's the point where my like trust in kanye's like work kind of wavered a <laughs> yeah. little bit because like up until that point it's just been, he just it's went just back to back to back to back to uh, hits all the way past Jesus. You like 808s too? I like I love the 808s, uh, yeah. Um, but then he got to TLOP, uh, and then like, like his okay. production was a little weird, a little uh, unfinished. Uh, he like updated the album like yeah. fucking ten times on Spotify, and then everything after that, that must have been a roller coaster of a ride. Yeah, right. Man, for the people who were like there every single update. Yeah. Whew. And then like yeah, everything after that, including Yay. Including his like streak of albums like uh, Kidsy Ghost, I like that uh, album. But Kidsy Ghost, Yay, the Pusha T album. Oh, it was a Daytona. Daytona. And then the um, I forgot the other one. He had Nas. Yeah. And he had uh, Tiana Taylor. Yep. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. those were the two I was forgetting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those all like sonically have like that same DNA. Mm-hmm. And you, you're and like. I don't mind it, uh-huh. but I don't think it's as. Best it's like half in, half out type yeah. DNA. It's very like lo-fi, very mm-hmm. like, little messy. Okay, I feel yeah. you. Not not always in a bad way. Yeah. I feel like that's one of the reasons to me, Yay's up. That project in itself is up there with me because I feel like I followed that stream of releases so heavy, like that whole year. Mm-hmm. Every single week, I was there, watch, you know, tuning in. I was at work and shit, having the phone posted up. So I watched, you know, watching the uh, live streaming parties <laughs> yeah. to every single record. So that record to me is like the shortest, most concise, and then it's it's over in like twenty minutes. So because of that, it was very easy to remember every song. So when it plays through, I'm like, oh, I don't even need to skip it. It's, yeah. it's going to be over really quick, and I know all of them. I guess it does have Ghost Town Part 1. Yeah. That is, like, one of my favorites. And, dude, <laughs> and Yikes was dope, too. But something's very yes. eerie about, I thought about Killing You, that song. Yeah, it's just like, weird. I listen to it, and I'm like, what the fuck? And then when, you know, the beats doesn't drop, but it starts coming in, like, I pulled up my cousin. I'm like, <laughs> or something like that, I called up my cousins. I was like... 
I called up the Muslim. Yeah, I was like, yo, <laughs> this record right here. You know, he did something with it. It was short, concise, and you know, it stood out. It stood yeah. out. But yeah, man, that is uh, that's interesting. Yeah, you know, I'm excited for for Donda Two. I'm excited for this project, the the Netflix series to keep coming out. You know, I'm ready to see part two and three. And I'm excited for, you know, the next shoe releases and stuff. Like that. You know, everything he's doing. The easy, uh, the stem player, I actually happened to buy one of those things. And I bet, you know, I fuck with it a little bit. I haven't, I haven't actually done as much as I've seen other people do. I've seen people actually recreate beats and like, you know, do actual production with, with yeah. you know, the loops they were able to make on it. So far, I've just experimented with it as a tool. Now I need to use it as like a musical device. Yeah. Uh, but that's an interesting thing he's, he's working on. You know, I wouldn't doubt it if he fucking gets into, you know, Eventually, down the line, making an easy car or some shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like you know, hey, this is an easy whip. You know what I'm saying? Team up with Elon Musk, dude. Yeah. He, he's because he already did, uh, you know, taking it full circle. You know, architecture thing. He was uh, experimenting with Easy Domes. He was doing that for a while. And he was. I got opinions on the Easy Dome. Well, okay, well, g- give it to me, man. Because as an architect, Bro, what do you think about it? You think okay, like, I easy, love Tanya. Uh-huh, but he's ripping off of like other people who've already he's, done it. Well, no, he's not ripping off anything. He's uh, he hires people, uh-huh. has them design it. And, and then he just labels puts it. like easy stamp on it. Okay, I feel Which you. I mean, I mean, that's kind of what happened with the stem player. You know, yeah. it was a a cross collaboration between you know his ideas and then uh, Team Kano, who was mm-hmm. already kind of doing uh, very experimental, minimalistic uh, technology. You know, musical devices and stuff. Yeah. So I can see what you're saying. Just you coming know? from that industry, uh-huh. from, know, like when that happened, when it came out, I just remember really, like this isn't easy. People in like my but... class and everything were just like roasting it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what about like? Cuddy just tweeted about Kanye. What he said? He's a fake ass friend. Wait, you really said that? Yeah, no, yeah. Cuddy tweeted about Kanye saying he's a fake friend. Yeah. In real time, guys, you're getting this live update. <laughs> so earlier t- earlier today, I believe. Uh, Kanye had said something about Kid Cudi, right? He was like, uh, Cudi's not going to be on Donda 2. Because he's friends with Billy. Why is it such a love-hate relationship? Look, guys, I mean, <laughs> I understand it. I understand it, right? Because even, even in my own family and stuff, it's always like that. So it's just, look, I hope I hope Kanye and Cudi, I hope you guys get your shit together. They always um, wait no friend. Bye. Wow. They've been bitching at each other since the Donna time. Wow. <laughs> you know, I used to argue. Like, I, I, I hold Kanye in high regards, but I used to actually argue that... Um, that Kid Cudi was perhaps one of the most influential artists of this generation. For sure. You know, because Kanye's done a lot as far as, like, branding, as far as self, uh, having uh, confidence in yourself, as far as, you know, just putting this image out in the shoes and everything. He's, he's definitely pushed the culture forward. But when you really think about, like, who's influenced the sound, I think Cudi had more of an influence on that. On Kanye? Or just in general? In general. I feel like, because yeah. even, like, artists that came out, you know, a couple years ago on the SoundCloud era, you know, Rest in Peace XXX and, like, Trippy and Juice World Rest in Peace, you know, mm-hmm. artists like that who kind of have more of a, a crooning type, you know, emo rock element it, to it. Yeah, I feel it like that was like definitely... Rock in a way. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that was definitely derived from, like, the Cudi sound, you know, like, mm-hmm. his his... His freedom and with albums like uh, Passion, Pain, and Demon Slaying, and with you know even before, because he always kind of had you know rock style you know instrumentals from mm-hmm. dating back to um, you know the Kid Named Cuddy EP you know and Wizard and yeah. all that. Oh, dude, Wizard's such a that's such a monumental album to me. People sleep on that one, dude. I'll try to cop a vinyl, and they're worth like two thousand dollars. Yeah, or probably bro. not two thousand. I'll probably say maybe two hundred. I tried to find one for you. Really, yeah, <laughs> the yeah, albums dude, are nuts, bro. Jesus. Those fucking records. Like, 
<laughs> I wanted that record so bad. If anybody out there listening has one, you're just like, yeah, I don't really like Cuddy no more. Yeah, He's doing a lot of weird back. shit. Send it my way. <laughs> Preferably not for $2,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just uh, knock it down a little bit, guys. <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean... I hope I hope Cuddy and Kanye get their shit together. They always do. This is gonna be this is gonna be a nuts year for music in general. Like tomorrow we got the fucking Super Bowl, and I'm not. I'm sad that the Chiefs didn't make it, but I'm still excited to see what the halftime show is all about because we got fucking Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, and Mary J. Yeah. So. Ah, fuck. I don't even know what how would how's that medley even gonna work? Like it's just gonna be twerking. It's just it's just <laughs> gonna be nuts. Like that whole halftime show is gonna be fucking insane. And I hope Kendrick is promoting something, you know. He's what I'm thinking, I'm gonna keep my eyes out. Cause I told I told my boss, he asked me if I was excited for the game. I was like, I'm more excited for the for the commercials. Mm-hmm. I've always been that way ever since I was young, you know. Because I've had like, you know I've always admired, you know, directors and you know, the artistic creativity they take in the commercials. But this year I'm excited to see what products they're pushing, you know, not just the movies, because there's always going to be like a million Marvel movie commercials. It's like, what NFTs are they pushing? What cryptocurrencies are they pushing? What meta 3.0, you know, metaverse or web 3.0 commercials are they pushing? Yeah. And then is Kendrick going to have a commercial for PG Lang? Is he going to have a a trailer for the movie he's making with uh, the guys from South Park? Did you know about that? No. Really? It's like Trey Parker and Matt. Yeah. So they're working on a, they're working on a comedy and it's going to be, you know, a PG Lang production. Huh. So okay. I, I'm I'm excited to see if they have a trailer for that. You know, I'm I'm gonna be looking out. So I am excited about the uh, crypto ads, though. Yeah, dude. Yeah. As soon as I thought about the commercials, I'm like, all right, what what are they gonna be pushing this year? You know, I'm gonna sh- I'm keep an eye out, man. Do you uh, do you currently have any investments in cryptocurrency? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. I have a little bit of Bitcoin, a little bit of Ethereum, Run and on. like not like any substantial mm. amount or anything. But I've been into it for I think I started looking into it back in like 2016. Yeah, I think I I got into stocks back in like 2017, Mm. was weary about crypto, and then just got into that probably about what, early, mid 2020, Mm. uh, early 2021, because I know I already had some crypto before the, not SHIB, the other one that kind of popped off, Dogecoin, when that kind of popped off, I got a lot of that one. Did you make Fucked up. No, (laughs) man, because I held it until a week after the fucking spike went down. I was like, all right, I might go back up. Never went back up again, dude. I should have cashed out. with uh, GME. GameStop. Fuck, man. I lost so much money on GameStop. Yeah, dude. I should have cashed out. I should (laughs) have known, you know. But hey, shout out to everybody out there who's became a crypto millionaire. You guys are are doing great things. You guys... If this whole Web 3.0 NFT shit blows up the way it is, this is going to be revolutionary because... It is. I feel like right now, I don't know how to feel, right? Because I want to be on top of it. I want to... I want to create an NFT as well. I, I heard that it's not just the artwork because right now what's popping off is like the Board Ape Club and I heard that uh, World of Women and stuff like that. You know, it's like the unique different variations of one style of art. I feel like what what's going to last the test of time more so than the art pieces themselves is what people are writing into the contract. So like mm-hmm. membership, access passes, uh, download codes, etc. Exactly. You know, merch, all that. So... I have some ideas that I want to do, you know, so my goal is to, by the end of this year, you know, meet more people who, who not only have potential to co-invest or to like can help code and help do stuff like that. But I think, uh, I want to get in on it, man. Cause I feel like this is it. This is going to, this is going to take over. And that's why, like we were saying, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to pay attention to these commercials tomorrow because <laughs> somebody's going to push something that's going to be NFT related or crypto related. And that's just going to open up the door 
a little bit more because everybody watches the Super Bowl, so you know Dude, people are gonna keep talking. And like it's almost like a prestigious thing to have oh, a yeah. Super Bowl commercial because they cost man. so much freaking money, man. And the fact that there's these like randoms and like just kids with a bunch of crypto just buying out billboards. That's and gonna shit. be nuts. <laughs> like, oh my god, you hear about the shit all the time. And then there's that big old billboard on, uh, I think like 18th and Oak Street in uh-huh. the city right now. And it's just a giant NFT uh, billboard. Really? And I'm like, Jesus Christ, these guys. Are these right fucking guys are, <laughs> dude. They're making money out there. They, they got, are. Hey, if you guys want to invest off of fucking pictures, if you guys want to invest in a company, holler at us. Because I feel like H&S is something that could potentially take off. So hit us up, guys. You need to throw some Bitcoin anyway. This way we'll accept any offerings, any gifts, any donations. But yeah, man. I mean, plug in real quick. Had to throw that little plug in, you know. But dude, the, the NFTs are taking over. NFTs are they're doing a bunch of nuts shit. And I feel like I definitely want to get in on it. Because we, we can do some interesting stuff. How do you feel about um, like the metaverse and people buying a real estate in it? And like the Web3, you know, in what is the... Uh, I forget the one that, that Facebook launched, but people are apparently buying up land and stuff in there. It's like, Dude, what the I don't know. fuck? I don't know how I feel. You're buying land in yeah. the metal world? Because people could just, like, delete it or make it bigger or just make it worthless. Like, like, I guess yeah. what? Shut the server down. Yeah, it's like buying <laughs> land in World of Warcraft, bro. Like, you're at the fucking... Well, check this out. You're definitely... You'd have more of an advantage because you're already doing it. But you see how you've, uh, you've rendered a bunch of, like, badass 3D sculptures. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually received one a couple years ago for Christmas or mm-hmm. two years ago. Yeah, yeah, So, I was thinking... Doing stuff like that, 3D, rendering it, and then selling it to the metaverse as a sculpture. Yeah, there's people that do that already. Let's yeah. get into it. It's like, um, so, but that's, that's what's nuts though, right? It's like the fact that we don't think about it yet, but that's a market now. It is. That's now They're a like, job. Yeah, it's a job. Yeah. People can make sculptures and sell it to the metaverse. Exactly. That's nuts. Yeah. Dude. Why do you think I'm trying to learn Blender right now, bro? <laughs> Dude, hey. Whatever you learn, you know, keep, you can keep me a couple days behind, but be like, hey, bro, check this out. I learned this like a week ago. Get, get on it. Because I'm trying to do that shit too, man. Because this, this next world of... Because of, I spent some time in there. I've got the little Oculus VR headset. Which one did you go to? Did you go to like Altspace VR? I think I, I had... All right, so I visited Chat VR. Mm-hmm. I visited, I think, Altspace. I visited um, the one Facebook drop, which is Universes or what's it called? Something. Oh, I, I thought it was called Meta. No, they have a, they have a name for it. I think it's like... I forget the name, right? But it's got like a certain certain thing for it. But I visited a couple of them. I've even done like VR poker. Uh, chat VR has been the craziest one because everybody has like a bunch of different uh, characters and skins. So that one's been the craziest one. But it's a lot of a lot of kids in that one. Yeah. Um, Alt space, I thought was kind of interesting. You know, I I I want to say that's probably the one I remember the least. You know, I I probably have to go back and check that one out because I think I spent the majority of the time in probably chat VR. Had the uh, had the app here. But yeah, man, I mean, I've... What I, kind of spaces did you go to inside Chat VR? Inside Chat VR, I went... I think I just went to, like, art galleries where, like, people have, like, uh, I guess... What's it called? VR renditions of, like, art pieces that are out already. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just spend some time in, like, the museums. Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, also, I think I went to a gaming. Well, one that was, like, a... Where I'm, like, at a ping pong table. I think I was playing ping pong or some random shit. Uh, throwing frisbees, having to break some stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was doing some, a bunch of random stuff. Oh, Horizon Worlds. That's the other one I visited. Oh, Horizon. Okay. So, Horizon, if I'm not mistaken, that's the one that's... It's hooked up to your Facebook profile. Oh. So, yeah. So, that one's through Facebook itself. Do you see a future in the metaverse yet? I feel like right now... I, I definitely see a future in it. But I don't think... It's going to happen anytime soon. 
because the same way it took a long time for us to all be on face to all be on uh like our phones and stuff like that i feel like eventually that'll happen but we have to understand not a lot of people are you know financially in a place where they can invest in a vr headset and all and also invest time into like spending a lot of time and purchasing some of the things that yeah. are going to be on there you know because some of the stuff you know you still have to buy the skins and you have to well that's why i like, think ar has a advantage because AR, before vr before vr yeah i, I like, i'd say i agree because uh right now on your phone mm-hmm. you can uh, your phones are capable mm-hmm. of running very complex ar mm-hmm. software so i think okay. before vr really takes off i think ar is going to be the next hmm. interesting technology to look out for so with that being said, though, so do you still think it's a it's a silly thing, or do you think it's smart for the people who are buying up the VR land? Because it's silly because it's okay, it's in way 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 in the future. Yeah. But if they buy it now, yeah, maybe in Facebook or something that like a company. The Horizon, trust, yeah, uh-huh. like maybe in that. We think these I'm other ones are a little too gimmicky. Half a million uh-huh. in there, but like, fine. If you want to see that as a weird investment, hmm. go ahead. But like, if you're just buying land in like some random. <laughs> Fucking metaverse ran by a sixteen year old basement dude. No, you're fucking you're an idiot. They're like, why you just gave this kid fucking six hundred bucks for like? Here you go. Here's fucking a little Minecraft. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know. Like, yeah, that's that's crazy, man. There's two gigabytes. Do you, of land. do you think eventually it's gonna get to the point where it's gonna be across? You know, because a lot of people play GTA Five online and shit like mm-hmm. that, and there's a lot of people like really getting you know building up their bank accounts and you know running their businesses or whatever the hell you can do on there i i, I personally have not owned a, a console since like the ps2 probably one after that but you know so i'm, I'm a little i'm coming from like an ignorant position right because i haven't actually spent time on the games myself yeah. but i hear of people spending time on them do you think eventually it's going to get to a point where it's a cross of like sims World, uh, roller coaster tycoon or city tycoon and GTA, and that's gonna be the metaverse. The metaverse, like that's gonna be the the pool or the the uniqueness that people are gonna want to do. Because not only can you own the land there, but now with your money that you're accruing in the metaverse, you can build your own house and you can. Yeah, I think so, that, that's an interesting way to look at it. Because like it all become like a ways, life game. There's probably two ways you can go about doing it. You can make a metaverse that's like a mirror image mm-hmm. of the real world and like mm-hmm. it has real world like things and houses and jobs and you know things like that like like kind of that like would be fucking nuts or you could just go the completely other direction and just make something wild uh-huh. where everybody's like alien characters exactly, and creatures yeah. and... so it's like gta versus mm-hmm. like halo or something you know like gta is kind of trying to mimic real life to an extent let me fucking find out that google eventually is going to have a server yeah and whether it's going to be a meta server, I'm like, no, that's the real reason you guys are doing Street View. You guys are just fucking scanning, 3D it's scanning the world. Man, dude. It's just black. Oh, dude. We're all going to be living in San Junipero. Fucking hey. <laughs> That's going to be nuts. Look, I can see it getting to that. I can see it getting to that. Because a lot of people spend time on video games. You know, I'm a person that spends a lot of time doing a lot of other stuff but i know a lot of people who spend time on video games and i could see if the video game happened to be across like that like a mm-hmm. gta you know you build it up sims type create your own house you you know give your character tattoos and haircuts and all kind of shit i might fucking spend a day or two playing that shit i'll binge that shit on the weekends right. you know what i'm saying like it, it i can see some appeal in it so it's on still that, very early on but on that note there's this um there's this game called or it's still going on there's a game called eve online uh-huh. And essentially, it's um, at its core, it's just a 
video game where you play online mm-hmm. and you fly your big old spaceship with a bunch of other yeah. real people also flying spaceships and junk. But the economy in that game got so complex uh. that there were millions of dollars of like assets uh. inside the game. Like let's say you bought a part for your ship. Uh. You pay real money for that. So what? I just bought a $500 piece for my digital ship. Or, you know, wait, wait, like wait. so like 500 US dollars? Yeah, dude. No way. Yeah, so like it got that crazy. And people were building what and selling these giant ships for, like, thousands of dollars inside the game. That is nuts. And it got so crazy that the micro-economy of the game just had millions of actual dollars uh. just, you know, running around. Like, wow. being processed and sold and traded and all these things. And a real-life recession happened in that game. What the fuck? Oh, yeah, dude. Holy the shit. The economy got so crazy. <laughs> I forgot what caused it, but something caused the economy to crash wow. inside the game. Don't tell me there was some fucking... Their little ships were stuck at the port, too, or some shit. Sort of, like, Dude. in a metaphorical way. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Dude, I'm telling you, man, it's gonna get crazy, dude. It's And this was, like, this is, like, a pretty old game uh, at this point. This was, like, way before anyone was talking about it. Man, well, I remember, I remember in 2017, I worked in Kentucky... And I'm not talking, you know, shit about Kentucky, but there was this guy who I worked with. He's a rather simple guy, a little chill. You wouldn't think anything of him. He was just, like, 18, fresh out of high school. He was running a machine. And he would just sit around and just play games on his phone. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, he was buying $100, 200 $300 worth of downloadable content <laughs> every month. I'm like, holy fuck. And that's one guy. Yeah, dude. That's how they sneak up on you. Dude, these... I'm telling you, man. This, like, Fortnite and shit, bro. Like, yeah. they are just made... To make little kids spend their parents' money. Dude. I was just playing Halo recently, and I'm like, it's a free game. Uh-huh. I'll play it. Fuck it. Why not? And then, you know, next thing I know, like, two months goes by, and mm. I'm like, damn, I just, like, bought $50 worth of, like, random shit. And they got their money out of it. Little motherfuckers, man. <laughs> Dude, yeah, because my little cousins, I know they've, they've been asking, you know, I've been around when they're asking my uncles, hey, you know, give us, uh, whatever, it's like five dollars or something for the skin. They mm-hmm. want to. It's 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 limited time. I can only have today to get it. I'm yeah. like, are you tripping out over a video game thing, dude? But, and, but until you play it, uh, you don't get it, and you're like, uh, damn, bro, I need to get that. I need to get this. I need to play two more hours so I can get this piece before Wednesday. Hey, well, here's a crazy <laughs> thing. Here's a crazy thing, right? Uh, we keep we keep like kind of stumbling into 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 the same kind of topics because that, that's how you guys are gonna know that we're nerding out over specific things, right? <laughs> but going back to Yeezy, uh, imagine this. How much do you think people would buy? Or okay, before I say how much, do you think people would get VR generated Yeezys for their characters in the meta world? I could see. Yeah. Yeah. So some. So you have to buy it in crypto. So you you have to spend like what half an Ethereum to get a Vermilion Red foam foam runner slide for your character. And you think people would do it? Dude, people are already buying NFTs of sneakers on That's StockX. That's nuts. Did you, yeah, did you hear about the StockX lawsuit? Yeah, there's something about uh, Nike said that it was their images, yeah. so you can't, like, just retake your, a picture of our they, shoes. They were just taking pictures of, like, dunks uh, and, and selling, selling them, them for, like, $5,000, and people were buying them, dude. Wow. <laughs> Fucking wow, dude. So yeah, like at this point, we're not even putting them on characters. We're just spending it on, on, on the on the on the like you said, the JPEG on the it's game so on the picture. <laughs> no, dude, I could see that. Like, can, like, all right, can you imagine? Like they generate a a fucking uh, what are those things called? The re, the Yeezy Red Octobers, mm-hmm. and you have to spend fucking three Ethereum coins, and you can download it for your character. 
I bet people would go nuts. I bet people would go nuts just to own the fucking fake one for the online. That's, dude. People are crazy. People are crazy. People are crazy. But, like we were saying, that's a job. Now that's a whole new job. Somebody who's sitting at home is like, oh, there's no jobs out there hiring. What the fuck you mean, man? This is America. There's a million and one ways to make money out there now. Yeah, if you're like it's crazy. 17, year old, not 17 years uh-huh. old listening to this, and you, find, if you want to find something to do, go be a 3D modeler. Dude. Some, go learn Blender and 3ds Max. and That's the future, man. All that shit. I mean, just look at Beeple. Exactly. He said, he said that half the stuff he downloads is just like... $70 million. Dude. Man. Dude, I heard that half the stuff he downloads is just like little templates, and he just downloads them, puts them together, and yes. then just generates it. Dude, I saw He said yeah. it's so simple. Yeah, 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 He goes, obviously, it takes an element of creativity in there because you're the one, you know, putting these things together. But he says, you're not really creating much. You're just putting Dude, them together. I saw a whole Dude, there's so that, yeah. fucking many ways to make some money out there, man. It's he just... literally will go to, like, a website called TurboSquid, uh-huh. download, like, let's say, a model of Baby Yoda. uh uh-huh. Uh, then he'll go to this other website that sells uh-huh. animations, downloads an animation of, I don't know, like him twerking. Uh-huh. Then he'll just like join the two, put it on a trippy background, hit render, and then post it. And then, and then bam. he's like, all right, <coughs> NFT, $10,000. Wow. <laughs> you know, the hey, the future is in our hands, man. It truly is. That's why, like, like I was saying in the very beginning, I, I really admire you because since I've met you, you've been doing this stuff. So you were making the... First, the first thing I remember is you making the sabers. Mm-hmm. So that was like very physical. You knew you were actually putting shit together and soldering. making yeah, soldering, making it. You know, it, it was dope. You were creating something. Then you started fucking around with the three D graphics, yeah, or in three uh, D printing. Mm-hmm. And then now you're doing this rendering stuff. It's like you're following the trend. You're following the trend. I want to keep. You know, I want to keep up with. That's the shit that I'm interested in too. You know, so honestly, it's just that I just get bored. It's insane. I, get, I, get like, I just I have a, a million and one hobbies. Like yeah, don't yeah. shit. I like do something for like three months and then get bored. And I'm but what sucks is that I'm not like really good at one thing uh-huh. I'm just kind of good at like a bunch of things. Uh, what is it what is it called Jack of all trades master in them yeah. hey, it's better to have a thousand and one trades under your belt though I guess yeah right? it's like shit I can do nice that, that, that one that you're really fucking good at yeah, like, what yeah, would you say uh, out of all of them which one have you kind of gravitated to the strongest or have had the most passion for I mean at this point probably what I'm best at is architecture architecture that's, also, yeah. that's what I went to school for okay. and, you know but like in terms of passion uh-huh. I just really love like rendering I love making yeah. like you're just a creator like, you're just like yeah. well I just like making pretty pictures like uh-huh. what people does uh-huh. I would love to do that in like a more professional sense like not more, making, more aesthetic instead of disturbing creepy yeah, yeah. like I remember like movie VFX mm. would be a good option for that uh, maybe like video game mm-hmm. modeling see I can uh, see that because one of the things I've always wanted to kind of generate See, that'd be tight. Because one of the things I'd like to do, and I notice there's not a lot of content out there, and I find myself kind of YouTubing it every day, hoping, like, ah, oh, somebody out there's got to make it. You know, maybe you made it over the weekend. Uh, aesthetic videos. I just find myself YouTubing a lot, like, you know, uh, vaporwave aesthetic, yeah. this aesthetic. Yeah. So I would see myself generating, you know, random stuff that's just, like, colors or a little bit of, like, blue. Or it's, like, a yeah, old, and it's just aesthetic uh, 1980s yeah. Ferrari Testarossa yeah. going down yeah. a Miami street yeah. with, like, a sunset and the, dude. Like, yeah, dude. Just stuff like that. that. I, I would <laughs> love to make stuff like that, you know, just, like, aesthetic videos because especially when I'm in the studio or, like, right now when we're podding, like, to just have, like, a little video in the bag and just the graphic generating, ah, to me, that would be so pleasing, mm-hmm. you know, it'd be, it'd be cool. Because that's, I mean, that's what I spend a lot of time doing. Like, if I'm not, if I'm not potting, which I've kind of really picked up, I guess I picked up the ball with it, and I'm actually trying not to drop it again this year, heavy. Before that, all I would do is um, 
is I'd sit around and like write. I've uh, released a lot of music, a lot of independent music, so I don't not sign on a label or nothing. I obviously don't have a lot of clout. I don't have a lot of people, a lot of listeners even. But I've always <laughs> stayed. Yeah, no, you know. But I've always, you know, I've stayed busy though. So like a lot of stuff that I do is a lot of, you know, just SoundCloud releases or demos. If you, you know, I send it to your private link. You know, you've heard it. But I stay busy, you know, making music and stuff. And I, I love vibing out. You know, I just love playing. You know, like a, a neon light in the background, a red neon light, some fucking vibey, uh, a loop on the TV, and just get in the zone. You know. You know what loop you should look up next Which time one? you're trying to vibe. Um, I think it's called. Just look up driving in Tokyo. Uh-huh. Mm. Okay. Just one dude yeah. in like an old like that '80s Civic uh. or something, just cruising down Tokyo highways with like five plane in the background. Oh, oh that's sick <laughs> as fuck, bro. That's like uh, that's the new ASMR. You know, like yeah. hey, that's another market. You know, we're talking about fucking NFTs and random shit. ASMR people, they got it good. They yeah. like they were just like, you know what? I'm gonna fucking eat on the mic or I'm gonna just whisper on the mic or I'm gonna wave, wave a, a feather on the mic and that's it I'm gonna get millions of views I'll be honest though I hate dude. ASMR dude me, me too alright how about mukbangs hate it oh dude so my co- oh dude I have a cousin my co-host he loves watching mukbangs dude Bro, to me it's yeah, cringe it's so I can't I can't do it I don't wanna see someone just like stuff yeah. themselves and like slobbering yeah I can't do hot it hot sauce running down their face oh, especially when it's a lot and they're just and they're not like talking about how they're making it. They're just. Yeah, I don't mind watching yeah. videos when they're like chefing something uh-huh. up, and at the end they enjoy it. Yeah. Or whatever. But if but they're just like, I eat, I'm gonna eat ten thousand fucking yeah. cheeseburgers in no 10, way. twenty minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. I I don't I don't get any I don't get any satisfaction from those videos. But they're out there getting millions of fucking views. So you know somebody's out there watching them. Uh, another market that's crazy lucrative that I would eventually like to get into as well is just like fucking baby music baby dude i've seen like random like pearl jam baby version or it's like a lullaby version of pearl jam songs what? and it got thousands of views who's who's who the hell is putting their kid to sleep to pearl jam i mean i would <laughs> to a lullaby version of pearl jam yeah, man. dude can you imagine like there's kanye lullaby versions for kids dude, give me a nirvana lullaby version there is. They're out there. They're out there, man. Like, there's some. There's people. There's a market for everything. Is what I'm trying to say, guys. Like, man, it's this is a crazy fucking world, dude. It's like, it's nuts. So that's why tomorrow I'm definitely gonna see. All right, what are they gonna be pushing on these commercials? Cause it's gonna be big. We were talking about it earlier. You know, the 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 fucking uh, Kendrick uh, movie that he's making with the South Park guys. Yeah, dude. It's way too early to say it, but whenever that movie comes out, I bet it's going to be comedy of the year. I got a feeling. I think so. He's been retired from... He hasn't dropped a record since 2017. He, whatever the hell he's been putting his time into, yeah. I bet he's doing it agri- you know, you think so? to the best. Oh, yeah. I think he's just chilling. You think so? Yeah. Man. Dude, I mean, because he did get a Pulitzer. Yeah. So he's a good writer. Yeah. Whatever he's writing is going to have good social commentary. It's going to be comedic. It's going to get the message across. What do you think of Kendrick as an artist? I'm curious. Honestly, I think he's he's, in my opinion, he's probably uh, the best rapper alive right now. Mm-hmm. And as far as an artist, he doesn't do much to. He's not a progressive artist, so he's not really genre defying anything. But in his lane, I feel like he's executing it with the utmost class. Like I don't feel like any bar he has set is wasted. I feel like he. He really, he's like a chef that brings you out a tiny plate. And you're like, what? This is it? 
But then you eat it, and you're like, oh, okay, I get it. This was fucking fire. This was fire. That's how Kendrick is. Okay. Like, because I would look at those plates sometimes, I'm like, what the hell? This is all you got to offer? You know, I'd like an artist that has more digestible shit, or more, like, dumb plate down, but I'll replay it, you know, a million times. But then when Kendrick drops, I'm like, oh, this is fine art. Yeah. Like, this is fine art. So I, I have a lot of respect for his music. I feel like every album that he's dropped... There's a lot of craft that goes into this work. Big time. I feel like he definitely, he does it to the utmost degree, you know. And the same way we were talking about, you know, Kanye earlier, how we put Kanye in the same pedestal. Mm-hmm. I feel like Kendrick is just a little bit of a step above, you know, just because he doesn't come out as frequent. And the stuff that he does say usually always has a lot of social commentary in it. And it's very, like, refined mm-hmm. and put together. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I appreciate about Kendrick Lamar is that everything from, I wouldn't really consider, like, the, whatever the alien album was like way back uh, over overly movie. dedicated yeah yeah that one was th- that one aside i think the one from there on he started improving like section 80, yeah uh good kid fucking even untitled and mastered i felt was a, yeah. a very very solid release yeah so everything that like is very crafted it's very like story driven mm-hmm. it's very like linear mm-hmm. um but yeah did you ever check out the black panther album the soundtrack i did yeah yeah i thought th- even that one was good i'm a big mm-hmm. james blake fan and he mm-hmm. Had a couple of producer credits on that. Yeah, James Blake is really good. Yeah, around the time I, I was getting into um, Bon Iver Heavy, I think James Blake had an album where he kind of had a similar style. It was, was like very bulky before he started getting more experimental, right. electronic. And uh, I think I got into James Blake around then. So yeah, James Blake, is always, he's really good. So uh, shout what's out to that one Bon Iver album? It's like 10,000 or something like that. Or one, oh, oh uh, 1, 000, something. yeah, yeah, like 10 to a million, I think, or something yeah, like that. Uh, yeah, some big-ass number. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good record. That's one of my favorite albums. Oh yeah, uh, what well, did you hear that he said that Kanye actually inspired that record? Yeah, yeah, uh, that, it was when they were collaborating I, right before My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. I think. Man, or right after. A hundred to a million or ten to a million, something yeah, like that. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a really good record. Bon Iver has actually been one of those uh, one of those artists that I was always really attached to because you know obviously everybody liked him with Skinny Love, so mm-hmm. the Forever Forever Ago that album was really good. But then every release after that, he just kept improving and improving. Mm-hmm. Last two I probably haven't listened to as much, but I did like what I did here though. You know? Yeah. Yeah. James Vernon, uh, Jules Vernon, is that his name right? Um, Jules Vernon, I think. Wow, Jules I Justin Vernon. Ju- Justin Vernon. Oh damn, my bad, brother. <laughs> Bony Vernon, Justin Vernon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a good artist, man. He's very solid. Great, great. Uh, lyrically with the pen, like his metaphors are insane. Sometimes it's just the words he strings together to make the melody. You're like, huh? You said that? <laughs> but yeah, he's he's really good. He's really good. He also invented that style of auto tune mm-hmm. with Kanye. The like the multi layered. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I heard he has his own um, what's it called like a plug in or something like that that now kind of mm-hmm. makes that same style. It's like a it takes uh, the human voice, splits it into multiple layers, and then relayers that by like modulating each layer differently. It's pretty interesting. It's beautiful, man. Like <laughs> like the was it woods. Yeah, uh, like woods, that. and then I've heard a lost in the world. Lost in the same, world. Same thing. Really. There's a um, there's a mix on YouTube that's like lost in the world, but it's a masterpiece. You showed me that. Uh, oh, yeah, dude, yeah, that. Yeah. Oh my that god, beautiful. dude, that thing is amazing. I love that, dude. Hey, shout out to a lot of the creatives out there on YouTube that have spent a lot of time making weird edits, like um, I don't know. Like, 1950s songs, but it's raining and you're in the next room. Like, who the fuck? But then you play it, and that's, like, the coolest shit. You're like, oh, okay, I see. It's like another form of ASMR, you know? It's just like, uh, you're listening to the today's greatest hits, 
but you're in a car driving down the road and the window's down. It's like, what? It's like, you're listening to Snoop Dogg while your parents five in the other room. <laughs> right? Like, feel like that. And somebody out there, I bet that's up there. And if it's not up there, somebody probably made it after listening to this. But yeah, like that. Fucking slowed and reverb remixes. For a while there, I knew a guy from Florida. He, this guy was nuts. He spent a lot of time doing uppers and shit. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense why he told me these remixes. He said, dude, fuck slowed and reverb. There's a... Um, sped up and uh sped up and pepped up or something like that it's, it's like another another style of it except they do the opposite they speed it up yeah not the move <laughs> slow slow and reverb way better dude i love slow and reverb music matter of fact last podcast i think we're actually talking about slow and reverb um talking uh we'll take, taking it back to the beginning of this podcast the new uh saba songs fucking beautiful man then i checked I out some slow and Re- you haven't no. that's a good record there's at least a good three four songs on there that are just vibey, but it's almost like a melancholy vibe where, like, it feels good to listen to them, but they kind of make you a little sad almost. Mm-hmm. But, dude, I love that vibe. You know, my cousin was giving me shit, but I like, you know, emo music, slowed and reverb music. Like, I don't like listening to Drake unless it's the Drake songs that are that can be converted to slowed and reverb and still sound good. Like, Passion Fruit. Yes. Like, Say No... No Ways or something like that, or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Uh, so he's got a couple good ones that, you know, you play that shit in, in Slowed and Reverb, pfft, don't get me drinking. That's a good, good, that's good shit, man. That's it's funny good. that you mentioned that in that uh, Japanese Tokyo Streets video. Uh-huh. Half of it is just Drake songs like Slowed No Way. <laughs> oh, then I'm, I'm definitely going to fuck with that. And it's just like one kick drum, just like... Uh-huh. With like a little... That's fucking funny. Yeah, lo-fi remixes of songs like... Like, yada, yada, but it's lo-fi. Those are dope as shit. You know, a lot of YouTube producers... Actually, one of my favorite Kanye projects is a fan-made project. I don't know if you've ever heard it, but it's called Saved. And it's like a lot of the a lot of the songs that eventually came out on Jesus is King, mm-hmm. and then some that were scrapped from Yandi, put together. That fucking producer did his thing, dude. Okay. I love it. I love it. Like, towards the end, some of them get a little harder to listen to. But the way he opens it up and then some of the transitions, like there's an interlude from like the pasture, blah, blah, blah. And it leads into um, leads into one of those. You know, I can't remember the name. On God, I think one of those two. Dude, that fan made remix of that or that compilation. Amazing. So I I love that shit. You know, I've, I actually when I used to make rock music, I used to compile. I used to download shit off of YouTube, like, you know, snippets from a. Uh, Rick and Morty snippets from my favorite movies, snippets from cartoon shows, and I used to splice them together and like create like a sound collage over music, you know, over me guitar playing. So when it comes to like editing and and doing like sound that sound collages like that, I have a lot of respect for creatives out there doing that. So shout out to everybody who's made fan made playlists of unreleased art, you know, unreleased songs. And just the YouTube producers in general. And j- so oh yeah, talented Dude. people out there. Right now. Well, yeah, me myself, you know, I you know I've I've you know. Not produce beats, my bad. I've uh, jumped on a lot of YouTube producers. I feel like I don't actually have any beat that I could say that I've rapped on yet that's my own. Every beat that I've jumped on has been a YouTube producer. So I'll, I'll literally, my whole last three years of experimenting in the hip-hop genre to YouTube producers. So shout-out to all you guys. You know, everybody out there who's a creative and just, like, get in your fucking bag. You know, shout-out. You know, we're the ones making the world go around. I always say that. I say you're either a consumer or you're a producer, you know. And there's nothing wrong with consuming. But at some point, you got to produce as well, you know? Yeah. I feel like... Do your part. Do your part, you know? <laughs> yeah, you can't just sit around and consume all day. You know, create a little something. It Give doesn't people. have to be anything crazy. Yeah, like, you know. make some. 
As long as you find pride in your work, even if that pride is just a really dope Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> hey, at work. Nothing wrong with it, dude. Dude, I have like a badass Excel spreadsheet at work. <laughs> you wouldn't believe I'm the Excel spreadsheet master. <laughs> but isn't it like kind of satisfying just looking at it? Oh, like, dude. They'd be like, damn, that is a good Like, I did fucking, like, I did fucking good. <laughs> like, what do you guys need to find? Easy. My filters are all working perfectly. <laughs> okay. You guys looking by day or by who? By name? I got you. Oh, yeah. I, I got it down. Yeah, man. It's a... Uh, well, you, you kind of told us a little bit about what you work. You know, you did your, your architecture and stuff like that. All your hobbies. Mm-hmm. Um, not joking around, though. At my actual day job, I do actually run nothing but spreadsheets. Um, I'm somewhat of a teacher. I wish I would have known that I was going to be a teacher. Because when I graduated high school, there had this program where they said if you... If you commit to teaching in Wyandotte County, schooling schooling is paid for. God damn it. All these years later, I'm teaching in Wyandotte <laughs> County, man. I should have gotten my school paid for. So, you know. But yeah, on my day job, I train a lot of individuals to run a lot of heavy-duty machines, which supply a lot of us with our needs, you know, in markets, you know, or grocery stores and all kinds of stuff. So, it's nothing too important, you know, but hey. it's a little something that keeps the money coming in. Whatever puts the food on the table. Absolutely. While, while the while the dreams take off, you know, because the goal is to eventually network with this podcast and get, you know, just create a community with this, you know, be, have this be self-sustainable, you know. I believe in March 19th, next month, we have a convention actually coming to, um, it's an expo, the Cannabis Expo, coming to the convention center. I don't know if you want to go or not, but it's a Saturday. So I think it's like an 11-hour event, but obviously we don't have to be there all 11 hours. But I was thinking about going... Probably not setting up a booth, but I'll at least, you know, pick up everybody's flyers and pamphlets, make some networking connections, have got a couple business cards that I made, you know, I'm thinking of passing those out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. See if we can get some more guests on the pod, just meet some interesting people. Dude, yeah. Movers and shakers in the, in the cannabis industry here yeah. in town. Because that's definitely the goal, to just bring people on, you know, have some more conversations, talk about, you know, different products. Because for a while, I was living in Colorado, for those of you guys who don't know. Um, and while I was out there, I had the opportunity to to ex- uh, be exposed and to try a lot of these interesting cannabis products that were new to the market that I had never even heard of, you know, because coming from, you know, from Kansas City, all previous, you know, uh, you know, um, experimenting and stuff with cannabis was, for the most part, just blunts, joints, maybe pipes. But then you go out there. And you have fucking inhalers. You have rub-on creams. Inhalers. Dude, they had an inhaler, dude. That <laughs> shit was nuts. I kid you not. It didn't do best as far as um, getting the best, getting all the product out because there was a lot of buildup on the end. Right. So they ended up canceling them and not releasing them anymore. But did they get you stoned? Hell yeah. <laughs> dude, they have all kinds of shit. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that nobody made eye drops that also get you stoned. Like it reduces, like it reduces, <laughs> it reduces the red while giving you fucking giving you stone as fuck. If Roto's just came out with their own Roto Stone though, yeah, ain't it the Roto Stone though fucking line? That should be nuts, dude. Speaking of which, I was walking around pet shop earlier. We're getting some uh, pet food for our, for our animals, and I saw Meowawana is a brand out there. Shout out Meowawana! I see you guys. You managed to sell marijuana. To cats before I could even get in the stores. 
You motherfuckers. Wait, it's like cat food? Yeah. Like edibles? It's like marijuana. It's like catnip. But they, oh, but they called it marijuana, uh, and like they they have like four different uh, categories, like stone, baked, chill, some <laughs> other stuff. I'm like, motherfuckers! <laughs> Yet the owner of that cat can't. Don't even get me started. <laughs> I've always, I've always said pets have it better than us here in America. Dude, for real, they really do, man. Isn't that weird? Like we are so desensitized to like just terrible things happening in the news and stuff all the time. But anytime anyone sees like a dying dog or like it's like immediate a sadness. Harmed cat, you know, like everyone's like, oh damn. It's like no, not the kitty. Not the kitty. Not the dog. It's <laughs> like man, you could take out fucking anything, but you can't take out a fucking animal. Like come on, guy. Animals got it good. They're spoiled. My animals are definitely spoiled. Holy shit. Holy shit. Looks like we're about to hit the limit. You know what would be right. funny? Since What's you up? have like... Oh, you're already recording. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I said, uh, what would be funny is since you have a big old blank wall in the uh-huh. back, if you just hung up like a green sheet and just turned that into a green screen... That'd be tight. Put it whatever you want back Hey, well, this is this is a random tangent, but for everybody, anybody who's listened to like the last previous podcast, this was brought up maybe three episodes ago. What is your thoughts on neon lights? I was thinking about getting the H and S logo in a neon light. Oh, I like you, it. You think it'd be cool? Yeah, I think it'd be hella cool. Neon light. I'm looking into like making them, dude. They neon light. Really easy. No like, way. Yeah. <laughs> this fucking guy, <laughs> dude. Yeah, we need to make some neon lights, bro. I was thinking about um, making the H&S logo in a neon light. I don't know if whether to start small and make it like a tabletop one. Or just go ahead and just... You can make it yourself. It's not hard. I'm going to look into it. Yeah. Where'd you... Like, uh, Amazon? Uh, yeah, so neon you get light? like a big old, like, long red tube uh-huh. that, like, bends into place and hardens. And then you shape it to whatever the hell you want. It looks pretty good. That's what they did at White Coat Vintage. <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> oh, yeah, because theirs is tight. Yeah. The Anarchy one? Yeah. You can make that yourself for, like, hella cheap. No way. Sorry, guys. Oh, well, let's fucking do it, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so guys, in the future... There will be a giant There'll be a sign. neon sign that says H&S. <laughs> so you guys won't have to see it right here spinning in the corner. You guys will see it, hopefully, in the background. And, um, yeah, I'm excited, man, because so far, this is these are all... If you guys are listening on, uh, on the Anchor podcast or on the Spotify podcast, these are all still running under Season 1. And I figured to keep it like that, because Season 2, I really want to relaunch Season 2, just to kind of give you guys a little, uh, little sneak peek of what I'm, my plans are here. Season two will come more with actually like broken down segments. Hopefully a nice set, you know, uh, where it's like official set where we don't have to kind of move it around, adjust it, and um, maybe some good cameras, different camera angles, and uh, some sound effects or something like that. But for now, we're doing really good. This has been a hell of a badass pod. We've actually done a little over an hour. That 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 went by quick. That, that went by smooth. So, dude, you're more than welcome to come on whenever you're free. <laughs> Anytime you want to come on, join me again. If you want to become a co-host even, shit, we can start uh, interviewing other people together, you know, yeah, if, you're, if you're down to do stuff yeah. like that. But for now, guys, I appreciate you guys tuning in. This has been H&S episode 9, I believe. Uh, I don't have a name for it. You have any name suggestions? Hey, Something we can call this one? Shit. Genius. There we go, guys. Go. Episode 9, Genius. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Tune in uh, next week, Monday for sure. We're gonna have an episode. We might have a special guest next week as well. Thank you, thank you. This has been Herb and Mickey. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you, thank you.